Well, hey, Freedom Village family, uh, great to be with you today. Uh, hope that you're doing well. Uh, and for those of you who, who are new uh, to our gathering, maybe you're joining us for the first time. Uh, my name is James. I serve as the lead pastor of this gathering. Uh, so grateful that you decided uh, to be with us today as well. Uh, you might notice, especially if you've been with us throughout the duration of this whole church online season, uh, that my background today is a little bit unusual. Uh, and for those of you who uh, are joining us for our in-person gathering today, uh, I'm so sorry uh, that I'm not able to be there with you all. Uh, but I'm actually in a government quarantine facility uh, here in Seoul. Uh, I've been here for a little bit more than a week now, uh, which means that thankfully I don't have too many more days to go. Um, but don't worry, I, I don't have COVID-19. I was actually required uh, to go to America for uh, what we thought was going to be a short time, but just with all everything happening in the world, I ended up being a, a little bit longer uh, than expected to do a visa run. Uh, which also meant that when I got my visa and came back to Korea, uh, that I was required to serve this 14-day quarantine as well. And so I'm in the middle of that now. Um, but that being said, uh, and I've said this a lot during this whole uh, COVID season, uh, I'm so thankful for technology uh, that with an iPhone uh, and an AirPod in my ear, uh, I can still be with you. Uh, although not in person, I can be with you virtually uh, and teach God's word. And so let's get into that today. Uh, at the end of 2019, uh, a lot was going on with this church. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, uh, this church was once just about six, a little over six months ago. Uh, this, this church was, was once two churches uh, that made a very strategic decision uh, to join together, uh, to merge together, to become one church. And I guess it was about the middle of November of last year when a lot of that merger talk was happening. Um, but I believe that the Lord uh, put a very specific word on my heart uh, for the year 2020. Uh, actually, every year that I've been serving in ministry here uh, in Korea, God has given me a specific word uh, or a phrase uh, for the year. But for 2020, uh, for this year that we're in, the word that God gave me was patience, uh, patience. Uh, and at the time, uh, when I felt like the Lord gave me that word, I thought I knew exactly what he meant. Uh, I, I thought that God was telling me that uh, in this coming year, uh, I'm going to need, obviously, uh, a lot of patience. Uh, that if I was going to successfully help lead uh, a gathering uh, that was once two churches becoming one church, that I'm going to have to move slow, uh, that I'm going to have to uh, take the time this year to really to really listen, uh, and that I would have to be patient uh, when it comes to, to teaching uh, the people of this gathering uh, the vision that I believe God has put on my heart uh, for making disciples in Korea. Uh, and in many ways, uh, that's been true. In, in many ways, I was I was right. Um, I have needed uh, a certain level of patience to do those sort of things uh, this year. But the word patience uh, has really taken on a whole new meaning for me uh, in 2020. Uh, to say that uh, 2020 has been a, a trying year, a testing year, uh, would be an understatement to say the least. Uh, the, corona, the coronavirus has affected us 
in, in, in so many different ways. It's affected uh, jobs, um, our schools, um, local businesses, the global economy. Um, as, a, as a local church, uh, we actually haven't been able to gather um, all together in one place for, for five months now. Um, many in our world have gotten sick. Uh, too many people uh, have died of uh, COVID-19. Uh, COVID and certainly, uh, we can't discount all, uh, all of the emotional and mental toll that this season has put so many, uh, on so many of us uh, as well. You know, even, even for me, I could never imagine uh, last year that in the middle of 2020, summer 2020, uh, that I would be stuck in a, uh, in a government facility uh, in Korea for 14 days with no ability to, to open my door or to see another human being. Uh, it's, it's strange. Um, you don't want to be here, but it, it's, been a, it's been a hard and trying year uh, for the vast majority of us. Again, in a lot of different ways. But I guess as followers of Jesus, that really shouldn't surprise us. You know, after all, uh, Jesus himself said to his followers in, in John 16, 33, he says this, In this world, you shall have trouble. In other words, um, hardships will come. That's a certainty. Tough seasons in life are going to happen. All of us, in other words, are going to have times in our life where we walk through valleys. That's a promise if we're followers of Jesus. And so the question is, uh, if that's going to happen, like, what do we do? What do we do? And there's a lot of different answers uh, to that, um, uh, that question. Like, but, but I want to talk today, how do we, what's, what is a way uh, that we can make it through uh, the time that we're in now? How can we, how can we as a gathering, push through this season together. And so if you have your Bible with you today, and I hope you do, turn with me to James chapter 5. James chapter 5. We're going to be reading in, uh, starting in verse 7, uh, and we're going to read all the way through verse 11 today. James chapter 5, starting in verse 7. Why don't you read this along with me today? God's word says this, Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the early and the late rains? You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brothers, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. As an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. Amen. Well, as we read through this passage, I think the main point of this text really stands out. You see it in verse 7, verse 8, uh, verse 10, and actually verse 11. James says here, whatever the trial Whatever the persecution, whatever the hardship that you face in your life, uh, what must you do? Well, he says it there. You must be patient. Be patient. That's the righteous, uh, the righteous standard. That's the expectation for the follower of Jesus Christ. We are called to be patient 
through our trials. And in our passage today, not only do we see uh, the expectation to be patient, but we also see some very uh, practical ways uh, on how we can remain patient during our trials and the trials we face. And so I'd like to share some of those with you in our time together today. And so let's start with, with number one, and then we're going to go just move right through our text today. So there's a big question today. How do we remain patient through the trials of life? Well, number one, number one, we expect Jesus's return. We expect Jesus's return. Again, look at verse seven with me. Scripture says this, be patient, therefore, brethren, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. And so again, uh, there is the writer James's thesis. He's, again, telling his reader, whoever would listen, that whatever the trial, whatever the hardship that you face, you must remain patient. It's one of the ways that we handle trials. And how do we do that? Well, first of all, we look to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We look to the second coming of Jesus We take our eyes off of our situation and the circumstances that are going around us and we fix our eyes on the return of our Lord. And of course, uh, that reality, the reality of the second coming uh, is so central to our faith, isn't it? Uh, As the church, we find so much of our hope in that truth that Jesus is coming back for his followers that Jesus is coming back for his church. And so uh, we live, or, or I should say, we should be living in the hope of his return, always, uh, no matter what situation that we're in, ups or downs, uh, we should be living in the hope of his return. We uh, are to live with the understanding that this life, uh, this earth, and everything in it, it is temporary, it's passing, um, and, and that we are going uh, to, to a better land, a better place, a city whose builder and maker uh, is God. You know, that's why Romans 8.18 says this, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. And so the point here is this, that we can be patient Or uh, we should be patient through our hardships, through our difficult seasons, uh, because whatever we face here uh, in this life, on this earth, is not worth comparing to what the Lord is preparing for those who love him. And then James illustrates what this looks like. Continuing in verse 7 through verse 8, he says this, See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth? being patient about it until it receives the early and late rains, you also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. And so here again, we see that same command, that same word, patient. You also be patient. And this here uh, is just a simple analogy. Uh, We don't actually need to over-spiritualize this one. James says here, uh, the farmer waits. And we know that's true, right? He, he plants and then he waits expectantly for the crops to come in. And in this scenario, uh, we see the, the farmer, he's waiting for what? It says the precious fruits of the earth. 
It means that, uh, James is conveying to us, it means that uh, the fruit is valuable to the farmer. Uh, it's important to him. It's how he survives. It's how he earns a, a living. And because of that, he's, he's willing to wait for it. He's patient, uh, waiting for the harvest. And so what is true of the farmer also needs to be true of those who have faith in Jesus. As the farmer waits for the precious fruit, followers of Jesus await our precious reward. We wait for the coming, for the return, the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And notice that James actually adds another element to this. He says, be patient, and then he says, establish your hearts, or establish your heart. It's actually a very interesting word choice here, because we actually see the same phrase used uh, in Luke chapter 9, verse 51, where it says this, Luke writes this down, he says, when the days drew near for him, that's Jesus, to be taken up, to go to the cross, to die for our sins, when the days drew near for him to be taken up, he, again being Jesus, set his face to go to Jerusalem. Uh, that phrase, set his face there, uh, is actually uh, the word establish that James uses here in our text. Uh, it means to, to be determined, uh, to, to resolve. It's a commitment that no matter what happens, uh, no matter what comes our way, uh, I'm going to move forward. Uh, I'm going to do it no matter what, no matter what it takes. I'm going to persevere through it. Uh, so essentially, uh, get this, by, by using this phrase, what James is, is saying to us here is that just as Jesus was determined to go to the cross, uh, you and I as well, we need to be firm and determined in our hope of the second coming. Regardless, again, of what we face, be patient and keep going because you know that Jesus is coming back soon. And so, uh, church family, let me start today really by asking you a question from our first point. Um, where are your eyes fixed today? Where are your eyes fixed today? Uh, what is your hope rooted in? Are you living uh, your life looking forward or looking towards Jesus' second coming? Or are you more focused um, on your difficult circumstances, on your trials, uh, on the troubles that are happening around you? James says, if you're going to endure persecution and trials, if you're going to uh, endure whatever suffering comes your way, uh, if you're going to make it through a uh, 14-day isolated uh, quarantine, um, if you want to make it through a global pandemic, be patient. Be patient. And do so by living with an expectation of Jesus' return. Again, focus on his second coming. Well, the second point that I, that I want to highlight uh, to, uh, for us today through this text, uh, how do we remain patient through trials? Number two, uh, we look to the saints who have gone before us. We look to the saints uh, who have gone before us. Look with me at verse uh, 10. Look, verse 10. Uh, James writes this. He says, As an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. 
Uh, I think this is such a great verse, so in- encouraging, especially um, when we're when we're struggling in life, because. What it's saying here is that when you're suffering, uh, when you're going through a a trying season, uh, you can look to the prophets of Scripture. Uh, You can look to those who who feared God and who lived for God. You can look uh, at those who have gone before us as an example of, of how to make it through. Uh, James says, look at the Old Testament saints who, who patiently endured when they struggled. Uh, they are our forerunners, um, our examples of how to live a life of faith in this world. And in the particular context here in this text, um, we look at them. Why? Uh, because we know that they were persecuted, right? They were persecuted as well, that they faced Uh, great hardships and rejection in their life, and yet they were patient. You know, for example, uh, in the Old Testament, you can read about um, all sorts of struggles that a person like Moses faced, uh, but yet he was um, faithful and uh, and he was meek. Uh, You can read about David, who who went through so much during his life, but um, he was actually hunted. You remember the story, maybe? He was hunted by King Saul. Um, he, was, he was running for his life, and yet he remained patient and trusted the Lord through it. We can also read about the prophet Elijah, who was also uh, hunted down as well, right? We know that kings and even queens tried to kill him, uh, but even so, he continued to speak God's word. Or how, or how about the, the prophet Jeremiah, uh, who, was, who was constantly persecuted throughout his life? But yet, get this. Even through that, he wouldn't even complain. He wouldn't even complain. In fact, look at his response in the midst of one of his trials. He said this, Why should a living man complain, a man, about the punishment of his sins? Oh, how about Daniel? Definitely one of my favorite examples in the New Testament. Daniel, we know he was taken from his home during the Babylonian captivity when he was a teenager. Uh, He was mocked, he was persecuted, and you likely know the story. Uh, Later on in his life, he was put into a a den of lions to be eaten alive. And what was his response to that? Well, we know. He he prayed. He waited patiently on the Lord and trusted in God's deliverance. Now, I could go on and on uh, with examples from the scriptures. Um, We didn't even talk about the New Testament, like John the Baptist or any of the apostles who, who suffered and actually uh, were martyred because of their faith. Um, and we could certainly talk about so many men and women over the course of the last 2,000 years of church history as well, right? We have so many examples of saints who have gone before us and demonstrated patience in the midst of their struggle. Uh, so many who have shown us what it means to live a, a life that fully trusts in the Lord through any and every circumstance. You know, that's why Hebrews 12, 1 uh, says this really well-known verse. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run, listen to this, let us run with patience, with patience, the race that is set before us. The saints of old, they were patient through their trials. They finished 
their race. And so we can look to them. We can be encouraged by them and we can imitate their example. That's what James is saying here. Let's continue through the text. Number three, how do we remain patient through our trials? Number three, well, we can dwell on the Lord's purposes. Dwell on the Lord's purposes. Let's consider verse 11. Verse 11. Behold, we consider those blessed who remained steadfast. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord. And so here now we see a specific example given to us uh, of a person who was faithful, who was patient through his struggles. It says here, uh, you've heard of the endurance of Job. Uh, You've heard about his perseverance under trial. And here's the key. You have seen the purpose of the Lord You you might want to underline that phrase or highlight it. I think it's a really good one. Uh, Listen, what James is saying here uh, is, is to consider the fact, consider this, that God has a purpose in your trial. God has a purpose in your trial. That God actually has a purpose in all of your suffering. And how do I know this? Oh, because look at Job. That's what James says. You see, we know that, that Job uh, was a very, very godly man uh, who was viciously and violently attacked uh, by Satan. And, and Satan totally destroyed Job in every possible way. Uh, he took away his family. Uh, he killed his children. Uh, he took away all his crops, all his land, all his possessions, uh, everything that he owned. And then on top of that, if it wasn't enough... Uh, Job was even given a very serious disease. But here's what's incredible. I really recommend you read the book of Job. Here's what's incredible. Through it all, Job never wavered. He never wavered. He endured. He was patient. He trusted the Lord. You know, even his own wife, you can read about this, even his own wife tried to get him to curse God. uh, But he wouldn't do it. He refused to do it. He actually says in response, though he, being God, though he slay me, I trust him. Uh, He said, the Lord gave, the Lord uh, took away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Job was an incredible man of faith. But at least I think his greatest example to us is that he clearly saw the purposes of God. And because of that, because he, he understood the purpose of, purposes of God, he was able to keep a right perspective in his life. He believed that God was sovereign and that God was faithful. And that in the end, even though he was deeply suffering, he believed that God would work out everything for his good. And, 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 and through all of that, if you read all the way to the end of Job, what's, what's the result for Job? Uh, well, we see it was actually a blessing. In fact, look at how the, the book of Job ends. This is chapter 42. I'm just going to skip around to a, a few verses here. So starting in verse 10, it says, And the Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he had prayed for his friends, and the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Or skipping to verse 12, And the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning, 
And then verse 16, And after this, Job lived 140 years and saw his sons and his sons' sons four generations. And Job died an old man, look at this, and full of days, full of days. Through Job's life, uh, we see that when we face trials, uh, when we have troubles of many kinds, that God always has his purposes, that his plans are bigger than our plans, that his ways are bigger and greater than our ways, and that ultimately, again, God uses our trials to mold us and shape us into who he wants to be, namely the image of his son, Jesus Christ. And that's why James tells us in the beginning of his letter, look at James chapter 1, starting in verse 2. He says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete. Look at lacking in nothing. Lacking in nothing. And we can rely on that truth. We can depend on it. That God is using your trials. He's using my trials today to perfect us and to make us complete. And I know it's not easy, but I hope that we can believe this together about the year 2020. That patience can be found in any trial when we understand the Lord's purposes. And then finally, uh, how do we remain patient through our trials? How do we do this? Number four, we trust the Lord's character. We trust the Lord's character. Look again at verse 11. Verse 11. Behold, we consider those blessed who remained steadfast. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord. And now look how it ends. How the Lord is compassionate and merciful. The Lord is compassionate and merciful. You know, I think many times when we struggle uh, in life, we, had a, we have a tendency, actually, to, to question God's character, right? Um, even in this season, uh, I'm sure, sure many of us have asked questions like, Lord, like, where are you? <laughs> like, uh, are you even there? Do you care about me? Um, why am I having to, to go through all this? Why is my family having to struggle in all these different ways? And certainly if we were in uh, Job's situation, uh, which I think is a lot worse, <laughs> but if we were in his situation, I'm sure we'd be asking a lot harsher questions than even that. Uh, but here, here's the key. Here's the key. Whatever you're going through, uh, you have to know, you have to know that our God is, is compassionate. That whatever you're going through, you have to know that he is loving and that he is full of mercy. That's who he is. And I love Lamentations chapter 3, starting in verse 22. It says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And so, to this God, uh, for this God, what should our response be when, when we face valley seasons? Right When we go through uh, times of trials and tribulations, should we distance ourselves from him? Uh, should we grow bitter 
and angry? Uh, should we question him at all? Uh, no, of course not, right? The response of a faithful follower of Jesus is to be patient. Be patient. And as we wait, uh, actually, we're supposed to praise him. Praise him. Because we know, again, right? We know that the Lord Jesus is coming back. Uh, because we've witnessed the lives of, again, the saints that have gone before us, the saints of old. Because we know that there's a purpose in every trial that we face. And because, again, we trust the Lord's character. And I want to end our time together by reading Psalm 136 to you. Psalm 136. Uh, it's a beautiful psalm uh, that the Lord has graciously given to me this year and, and in this season of life as we've gone through 2020. And so I just want to uh, speak it over you, uh, and I hope that you can agree with its truths as you listen. Listen to this. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who by understanding made the heavens, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who spread out the earth above the waters, for his steadfast love endured, endures forever. To him who made the great lights, for his steadfast love endures forever. The sun to rule over the day, his steadfast love endures forever. The moon and stars to rule over the night, his steadfast love endures forever. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, for his steadfast love endures forever, and brought Israel out from among them, for his steadfast love endures forever. With a strong hand and an outstretched arm, his, love, his steadfast love endures forever. To him who divided the sea in two, the Red Sea in two, his steadfast love endures forever and made Israel pass through the midst of it for his steadfast love endures forever. But over through Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who led his people through the wilderness, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who struck down great kings, for his steadfast love endures forever, and killed mighty kings, for his steadfast love endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites, Og, king of Bashan, for his steadfast love endures forever, and gave their land as a heritage, for his steadfast love endures forever, a heritage to Israel, his servant, for his steadfast love endures forever. It is he who remembered us in our low estate, for his steadfast love endures forever, and rescued us from our foes, for his steadfast love endures forever. He who gives food to everyone, all flesh, for his steadfast love endures forever. And then it ends this way. Give thanks to the God 
of heaven, for his steadfast love endures forever. This is our God. This is his character. This is what he has done. He is good and he is over and above all things. So in our trials, let's believe that this is true. Let's believe that our God saves and that our God delivers his people. That even in our lowest of lows, he is there. Our God provides and he sustains because he cares. He sees you. Listen, he sees you even now in your deepest struggle. He sees you. Church family, we serve, we serve, we're privileged. We serve the God of heaven whose love endures forever. And so in every season, every situation, regardless of your struggle, maybe it's a, a trial in your family, maybe it's a trial in your marriage, maybe it's the loss of a loved one, uh, you have work issues now, uh, a long-term sickness that you're going through, maybe it's financial stress and strain, maybe it's just this whole COVID, corona situation, whatever trial you face, God has told us how to deal with it. Be patient. Be patient. Expect Jesus' return. Look to the saints who have gone before us. Dwell on the purposes of our Lord and trust his character. Let's do this together in this season. We can't do it alone. Let's be faithfully patient. Let's trust God in our trials. Would you pray with me?